0: Well, good morning again when pastor was meeting with us as the board and staff and telling us that he was having to take a he was going to take a four-week kind of a sabbatical rest a revision for where we Lord wants the church and his direction he uh, we were lining up speakers and he said do you want to speak and I always said oh sure cuz um, it was a long long time ago when I accepted the call to ministry and I remember that call and I remember that oath and there's a scripture that say don't ever um, be, be prepared in season and I've been in many places where I've walked in and they go "Oh, so you want to sing today or you want to speak today so I always have things in place because you never know where God's going to put you but when we um, took this I got on my knees and I started praying and asking God to kind of direct and he always gives me um, some, uh, night, I, at night I don't sleep and so I'm thinking and I'm reading scriptures and sometimes little thoughts come out and uh, the true reflection kind of came out and I started thinking about it and I'm a visual person. I will come here but I don't like to be behind here because that's just not my personality. But um, before I ever begin, I give myself, not me as a person, but I give myself as a minister of Christ. And it's what God has to say through me, what he's put in my heart, and I have to pray to him and ask him to fill me with his spirit and allow his spirit to anoint me that what he wants me to share with you, that whatever you see through me as a person is washed away and you see Christ. So let's open up this morning with prayer and I'm gonna go through our scripture. Father, as we come to you as a church, and as I come to you today taking a stand as one of your ministers of Christ, I ask that you send me your spirit, which is here already. You anoint my lips. You anoint the words. And Father, you anoint the hearts of those that are sitting here, that we be receptive to the word we ask that you guide and direct our thoughts, our paths, and we will give you the praise and the glory for what you're about to share. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, Joy prayed this week that I could not find this picture. When she was little, we got her. We took lots and lots and lots of pictures, and they're on these little discs, and we still have a bunch of them in the garage, and I looked for this one picture and cannot find it. I looked on my Facebook social pictures and my computers. She has this picture when she was a little girl, baby-wise. We had just gotten her, and we would given her baths, and she was all wrapped up in a towel, and we were standing in the mirror, and she had seen me as a mom, but she was looking at a mirror, and her little hand was sticking out at this mirror, and you could see two joys in this mirror. She could see her reflection, and I could see in her thought processes. Well, who in the world is that? She could see me in two places, but you could kind of see in a child's eye. Hmm, it, it, there's somebody there. But I don't know if she recognized who she was, and it was just one of these pictures, and I wish I could have found it this morning, but I couldn't find it. But this scripture brought that picture to mind I want you to turn this morning and we've got a lot of different scriptures that we're going to read because as we sang this morning ancient words that's where we live our life is by looking at the words of the Lord applying them to our heart we're gonna look at 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 through 18 and we're gonna break this scripture down I'm gonna start with it I'm gonna end with it we're gonna put a lot of different things with it but here's what it has to say now the Lord is the spirit And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed, changed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Now, it says, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. You know what? When we see a reflection, we imagine that it's going to be the true image of what we're looking at. Uh, Jackie this morning came and says, oh, I like your hair. Now, this is when I do my hair. I actually take time to do my hair. When I'm resting the day and I'm going to school, it's pulled back in a barrette and it's just curls because it's just wash and go. But I knew what I was going to have you do this morning, and that means I was going to have to do it. And so we're going to do something a little different. I wanted to... Pan the audience and show everybody's picture on the screen, and it, with technology, and we're not there yet. But I have what we—I uh, have a mirror on this the uh, stage here, and it is veiled. So, if I would have you come up and look, now I can look. I don't like to look at myself. I don't like to take pictures. I don't know if you're that way, but this is who I am. And I can pick at it and go, well, I really like to have, oh, I really like, ooh, like, to, you know, no. I can look here and go, now, I can imagine what I would look like. You know what I mean? There's, there's something covering it. I look pretty good, but I really can't see my image because it's veiled. Okay? I want us to take a moment, this, because this is where I think we don't, what we don't do. I'm not talking about my personal appearance. I'm talking about what I would call my Christian appearance my reflection my appearance of Christ and so many times we go into life and we get really really busy we get busy that this becomes a shelf item that we just live life and because most of our life is out there and not so much in here, what this is begins to change and we don't realize it. And I, I was, I oh Lord, you sure? Can I make it an easy route? Because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be hard. I mean, this is what it says. This is what the scripture says. We're gonna take a look at ourselves this morning so we carry these devices, and I left mine at the sound booth, but I have my where we have these devices in our pockets and in our purses where you can flip the camera and turn and visual. Now, so here's what I want you to do. If you have a smartphone that has a camera on it, this is the time, teens, if you have it, I will let you get it out. <laughs> um, if you have a smartphone, I want you to turn it to the camera. Now, I'm not gonna show it to the entire church because you're gonna look at yourself. Now, um, I'm gonna unveil to get, I don't know what you can see. Can you see the church in a little bit? I don't know if you can see you guys or not. Can you see some of you? Okay. More? Is that better? Where am I at, straight? See, I can't see what you're seeing. And it's going to be different for everybody. It depends on the angle. So I will come down. But you have a phone. You have a camera. I want you to turn it where you can flip it and just look at yourselves. Okay? Okay? But I'm going to come because we're going to be talking about you guys as a church. As I'm bringing the, the mirror around, don't just look at yourself. Look at everything that you can see within the realm of the entire mirror but take a moment really now this is hard if you're not used to looking at yourselves i don't stand in front of the mirror very long because then i start seeing all the blemishes that are there i start seeing the hairs that are sticking okay okay i gotta flatten that down a little bit more but i get up and i'm i work in a school system and i get up every morning and I go and stand in front of a group of kids and teachers, and they're honest. <laughs> and there are days I don't want them to be honest. They're very honest with me if, I, you know, Miss Alan? You know, they'll tell you if your breath stinks. They'll tell you if you look good, and they'll tell you if you look really tired, okay? So has everybody taken a look at their image a little bit this morning? What did you see? Think about it. What did you see? Well, hmm, I look pretty good. Uh, Got a few wrinkles. I look a little tired because I didn't sleep good last night. I look a little worried. You know what? That's not the reflection I'm talking about. But before we could begin, we had just done what this scripture has asked us to do. And we, who with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory, we are being transformed into his likeness. We are being changed. So we have got to take the look. And I'm really hoping, because here's the thing, I have students that sometimes I ask them to do something, and they go... I'm just not going to do it. Well, that's okay. But if you don't do it, you don't get the real effect. You might be missing something that God's asking you to do. So think about it for a little bit. Normally, it's not really hard for us to get into the mor- up in the morning, look at ourselves in the mirror because that's the part of life. But if I do ask you to look intently, it can become real hard. How do we look? Okay. How do we look this morning? And I'm not concerned with your what you do, you look like physically. I really am not. I'm more concerned about what your appearance is representing, the true reflection of Christ. And our society and our world today, if you just look at the news is losing that image of Christ. The world is coming in and trying so hard to steal people's reflection of Christ and put the world in there and people are standing and confused what's right, what's wrong, and whose image am I reflecting? And I'm not happy with earth world right now and the choices they're making when I'm a Christian and it's like that's not what I want our world to resemble that's not what I want our world to reflect i want you to turn to lamentations that's a strange chapter a strange strange book lamentations chapter 3 verse 40 and if you don't want to turn you can look up on the screen it'll be on the screen but it says we've taken a look, Lord, so now what do you want us to do? Lord, I've really stopped and I've looked at myself, looked at my image. What do you want me to do? Let us examine our ways, and let's test them, and then let us return to the Lord. Are you hearing what it's telling us? Let us examine, that means take everything in our lives and pull it apart and look at it. Examine means not to just take a little, it means to look at, examine all the pieces, put the pieces down, look at them really intently, and that's that's hard. Now let's test them. Well, how do I do that? Every day you get up and you walk into life, it's a test. I shared with our Sunday school this morning that We're we're talking about communication. We're talking about being able to endure. And I said, make plans for five years. Kind of make some goals. Do you think you're going to reach those goals without a test coming in, without a trial coming in? You're going to be tested. You're going to be tried every day you get up. It's how you end the day. It's where you are in five years once you go through those trials that shows if you are genuinely faithful. Faithful. You see, hear what I'm saying? When you go through, am I genuinely faithful walking through this trial? Did I stay close to you, God, or did I walk away because I don't, I don't, I don't really agree with what you're doing, God? So I'm going to walk away. Lord, examine and test. Now, I don't like praying that kind of prayer. And sometimes I don't like reading that kind of scripture because I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I do know what my past has been. And I do know what those trials have been. And I do remember standing in lots of those things that God has brought me through and saying, God, I can't do this. I can't do this. And yes, you can. Yes, you can because I'm here. I'm here by your side. And I remember stepping on the other side of all that stuff and go, I couldn't see it then, God, but I sure do see it now. And thank you for not answering my prayers for what I prayed then, but staying with your course for my life. And so we're going to examine our ways, test it. First Peter, another scripture. First Peter chapter three, verse three through four says, Your beauty should not come from outward adornment. Such as braided hair, the wearing of gold jewelry, and fine clothes. Instead, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of gentle and a quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Now, I'm not saying you can't wear jewelry, and I'm not saying you can't braid your hair, because I got jewelry on this morning. I'm a bling person. I just, that's who I am. And if you ever, I mean, my phone case has to be, have a little bling. I mean, that's just, I like bling. That's okay, but I don't let it get in the the midst of who God wants me to be, okay? But God says, I'm not worried about all that stuff. Worried about this. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about what's on the inside. The unfading beauty of your gentle and quiet spirit. And there are times God has to look and go, Because I like the real loud spirit. The whoop spirit and quiet spirit. I loved our worship this morning. Great time of just oh. If you didn't feel the spirit this morning, we might have been closed a little bit. Spirit was here, and he's still here. That quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. First Samuel sixteen, verse seven. It's reading a little bit about this, and it says, The Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Saul was dead at this time, and Samuel was going around uh, to try to find the new king that God had chosen, and he kept saying, Oh, like this. And God says, I'm not concerned with what they look like. I'm concerned with what their heart is telling us. And that it may be the smallest person that doesn't look like they can do a thing. And that's the person I'm going to call because they got me. Okay? Uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about me for a while, for just a little bit before I move on. I was thinking about it last night. Some of you do worry, some of you don't standing up here because it's of God, not of me as a person, because if it was me as a person, I could not stand here. I had no self-esteem. From the time I was kindergarten to the time I was 10 years old, I was abused from a, by a family. And I'm not talking easy abuse. It was very serious abuse. Ended up having to leave that family, was adopted into a pastor's family at the age of 11. I made straight S in school from kindergarten to fifth grade. I fought, I had an anger problem, didn't know much about bathing, didn't know much about brushing your teeth because I came from an era where we had nothing. And when I'm saying nothing, I lived without houses, okay? Didn't have running water. I'm not old that old to where that's the era that I should have been living in. I went to school every day and kids told me I stunk, You're ugly. They beat me and they fought me. And I got to the point I was done. And so I became the bully where I fought, kicked out of school, didn't care about grades. Nobody cared if I got work done anyway. And my thought was, now that I'm in, this is why I'm still a minister, but I'm in education. I went to school from kindergarten to fifth grade and not one teacher looked at me, looked at me and not just saw my appearance, but looked at my hurting heart and said, "Can I help you?" They condemned me for fighting, but I was fighting to defend the truth. I mean, yeah, were the kids being truthful? Sure they were. I was not pretty. I was a timid little girl that was scared of everything. The first year of my adoption, I screamed every night and my adopted brothers would go and say, do something with her. We can't take it no more because I would, they would wake up and they were old and it's like, okay, you got to do something. My adopted parents took me Showed me what it was to love, showed me what it was to clean, put me in church, and I rebelled, shared the gospel. And I remember my first experience going to a youth convention. And when we raised money for these kids to go to a youth convention, I had nothing, and it was a miracle that I even got to go. But somehow, my birth parents let me go, and this was before I was adopted. Let me go to Nashville, Tennessee. And I lived in East Tennessee. And my parents, birth parents, somehow went. went. And I remember speaking, a lady, Lily McCutcheon, was a Church of God minister, because I came from Church of God Anderson. And she was preaching that night. And she was going, you know what? God can take every pain, every hurt, and he can transform you. I don't care if people... Look at you and say that you're this way. And it's like, gosh, she's talking. She, did somebody tell her about me? You know, that kind of thing. I went to the altar, and I remember at 12 years of age, I got on my knees, and I said, Lord, I don't know who you are, but if this is real, and you can take me from all this, I will serve you till I die. Twelve. Twelve. Lord, where am I at? lot went on after I left that convention. Went back to church. I wished it would have happened sooner. And somebody goes, "I I don't get why you serve a God who put you in that in the first place, who put you in that abuse. And I mean, that got a lot of that. I don't either. I don't, I don't either. But that experience helped me be who I am today. That experience helped me to have the confidence to help the people that do go through that. And I have talked to many. Had a miscarriage after we wanted a child for so long. Lord, I worked with teenagers. Well, why? I don't know. I don't know, God. I could turn and I could hate you in my mind. Do you know what I'm saying? I was hurt, but my God had been faithful. And so guys, I don't know. When I sit and look at this, if I'm not careful, I can go back to that child and look at an ugly, not competent person that could speak, even speak the word of the Lord. And I could look and go, you're not worth anything. And so being in the education field, I tell my kids, and a lot of my kids know my story, to not to the degree, but to the degree. And I go, not one kid is going to walk in my room or that walk across my path that I'm not going to look at, that I'm not going to hear. And guys, I provide deodorant, toothbrushes, tooth. I provide things. I have a supply in my closet. And kids just come up, Miss Allen. I need. They need something. And sometimes it's just a hug. But here's when I'm reading this, and I'm not. John thinks I'm getting off track because he does this. He's going, Oh, you're not. This is, I told him there was a lot not written in here. I'm not. I'm on there. Too many times. Our world makes the decisions on what they see visibly, and that's who they believe that you are. So this morning, when I asked you to look at yourself, that's the self that the world sees. That's the self that the world sees. I have a story that I came across. It's about these two, this young girl, and well, she's a young adult, and her mom her mom used her, uh, was uh, Florence, and she used to go to this hairdresser. And she'd come back and she'd call her daughter and go, "Melody, you look just like my hairdresser. I mean, identical to my hairdresser." And Melody would go, "Oh, that's nice." And Florence would go get her hair done. Haird- you look just like my daughter, Melody. You look just like her. And uh, Florence was not a Christian, so we'll start off that. Melody came to visit her uh, mom for a couple of weeks, and she decided, okay, I'm going to get an appointment, I'm going to go get my hair cut, and I'm going to go see this hairdresser that looks just like me, that I'm, our image is the same. So she walks in to get her hair uh, done, and she just kind of, Supposed to be a splitting image of this lady, but they sit and talk for a little bit. And they're all three talking, and the mom walks out, and she goes, Can I just ask you a question? Has your mom talked to you much about me? Yeah, she says we're identical. We are splitting images. She says, She's told me that same. And she says, Do you see that? I'm dark-haired. You're blonde hair. I'm tall. You're short. I'm rounded, and you're tall and skinny. And so while the mom was gone, the daughter was sitting, and they talked a lot. They were both Christians. They both went to church. They talked about the Word. They talked about just loving the Lord. And after a while, they said, you know what? It's not the physical image she's seeing. Our image of Christ is the same. We share in the characteristic of Christ, in his image, what he looks like. So when... My mom is looking at me, she's seeing Christ. And when she comes here and you talk to her and she's looking at you, she sees Christ. And you may wonder, Lord, can that be? That can be. People don't look at you, they look at who you represent in life. They look at Christ and I believe, I don't know why God had me preach this, but I think too many times we get too busy and we let the world take us a little bit and we forget what our image is representing. And God's saying, stop. Take a stop and let's get to the word and let's relook at what we have. Take a moment and look at the church. We take a, look here. We've got altars, we've got crosses, we've got pews, we've got our cross in our manger. We've got empty pews, pews that are filled, kids downstairs. That's not the church. Do you realize that you are the church? And if you are to represent the image of Christ, and when you walk out here outside to our world and you are the church, what church are the people seen? because if our image is some something is not right with our image of christ then maybe the image of the church is not being the image of christ because it's not a church of one it's a church of many and we have got to learn to work together. We have got to learn to be united. We have got to learn to sit, uh, pray together at the altar and go, God, what's the direction you would like for the church? Not for necessarily me, but for the church. We're the church. So God, if my image is not, if, I'm, if I really am looking at myself this morning and there's something not right then where, here's what where we've got to do. We got to change. We got to look. We got to change. If everything's looking good and you don't have to change, then I could say you could turn me off. But if we're real honest and we have really looked at ourselves as if Christ was looking at us. I don't ever feel that I'm up to what Christ wants me to be. I always feel I need to change because I'm a human. I walk into our world every day, and that world throws arrows at me every day. And for me to stand up and be who Christ wants me to be, I have to constantly be changing. I know that I can't expect everything in my life and in the church to remain the same, And too many times we do. We want everything to be the same. Everybody at this point is trying to do this 10-year photo challenge. Have you seen it? I haven't done it yet because I'm afraid of what I'd look like 10 years and now. But I see all these 10 years. Mandy did a bunch of pictures, if you've on her Facebook. She's done where her sister and her had taken, they had little pictures when they were kids, and they've redone them as they were older but it was longer than 10 years ago. Yeah, she's young, but I'm seeing that. I'm seeing people that are, this is, this is 10 years ago here, and some are like, ooh, you're looking good now. What, if, what kind of makeup do you wear? That kind of stuff. But guys, we're not going to stay the same. As a Christian, we should not be staying the same from the day that we came to Christ. There needs to be change. It comes to a point where we need to stop asking God, for what we want, and start asking him for what he wants. We need to stop asking God, God, what do you want? What do you, what, this is what I want, God. I, I need you. And I used to do, Lord, this is what I, this is what I. God, what do you want from me? And I remember at times I, when I accepted Christ, I said, Lord, my life is yours. And there are times, you know, I've told him what I'd like to do, but that's not been, or I told him, you know, I told him who I wanted to marry and who I wanted, you know. You know, I had a 10-year plan. Not much happened in that 10-year plan that I established. But boy, God, when I let him have the reins, God sure did surprise me. For good. So we need to stop asking God for what we want from him and start looking at God and say, okay, God, here I am. I've looked at myself. I'm not happy. I'm maybe not doing what you want me to do. What do you want? What do you want me to change? What does the church, how does the church need to change? Because we are the church, and if I'm just one part of the church and he's telling me that I, I need to change... That I'm sure that there's going to be some other people that he's going to... Because we're together. And too many times we, we don't work that way in humanness. Uh, uh, Psalm 51.12. Psalm 51.12 says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Lord, here I am. I've looked at my image And I'm asking you to restore me. If this scripture told us that we were perfect and we would never stumble, that word restore would not be in there. But because the scriptures put us to restore, that means there's something that God wants us to go back and come back up. Restore our souls means it's not where it needs to be. Restore our spirit means it's not where it needs to be. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. When I start talking about God or start talking about Christ or I'm talking to people, I just, I'm happy. I walk in the store and I don't know, it's like I must have this non-stranger face, but I think it's Christ maybe now that I've looked at this sermon and thought about it. They ask me questions, they talk to me. Joy will ask me, do you know them? No, don't know them. I can talk to anybody. That's just who I am. Lady crying because she was, her in-laws were coming and she didn't know how to cook. And she's trying to get these. So I sat and talked to her how to cook a Thanksgiving dinner. Gave her my number. Don't even know who she is. Just because that's, I just have, I don't know. But I look at that and go, God, is that you? Is that because they see you? And having the image of Christ means that they're not afraid of who I am. Philippians chapter 3, and I'm going to read this from the message. Philippians chapter 3, verse 23-21 says, But there's far more to life for us. We're citizens of high heaven. We're waiting the arrival of the Savior, the Master, Jesus Christ, who will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. He'll make us beautiful and whole with the same powerful skill by which he is putting everything as it should be under and around him. He is transforming, he is changing us. I know to be, for me to be the person that God has called me to be, that I need to look totally at Christ and not just at what I want or I desire, If it was only for what I want, I would have given up a long time ago because I didn't get a lot of things that I wanted. If it was for what I wanted in my life when I first started out. But I know that God will never leave me. He has never left me. He's never going to forsake me. He's going to look at me when I mess up. And he's going to go, you're beautiful. You're not ugly. You're beautiful. You got, you got worth. You can, you can accomplish a lot. When, where I grew up, there wasn't education. I would have been surprised if I would have graduated into high school. Been honest, my siblings... Didn't finish school. I don't know if they got married. But I'm sitting here looking, Lord, where I came from and where you've put me. But it doesn't matter what I have. It's who I serve. And whatever God has given me, it's his first. And everything I own, it's God's first. And we bought a house a couple of years ago. God, it's yours. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We're able to take care of our in-laws and family if we need it. Thank you. But God, it's yours. It's yours first. And if it ever comes to where it's not yours first, then we don't deserve it. And so we look at that and so we use it for God. I mean, Let's think about the reflection because I want to close with these passages of Scripture. And then we're going to sing a song that's going to help us to just think about this. You've taken a look. Hopefully, you've taken a look at yourself. You've looked at the Scriptures, and the Scriptures are saying, Lord, restore to me. Transform me. Change me. Find something that's not supposed to be. Show me what it is, and let me change it. Now, Let's look at the reflection. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25, look, coming from the message, says, Don't fool yourselves into thinking that you are a listener when you're anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Just a word of thought. If you say you love the Lord... This past week, how often was this picked up? This past week, how often did you speak his name in prayer? Because, guys, we can hide it from each other because we only see this. God, he knows. He sees the heart. You can only say, Lord, oh, I really want to serve you. I really, I know my look is not what it needs to be. I'm hurting, but I'm not willing to go here. Guys, you can't go to the true reflection unless you go here. So every day you got to ask yourself, Am I picking up the word? Am I reading the word? This is Christ. You won't know what his image is like if you don't get in the word. You don't know what he's saying to you if you don't get on your knees and pray to him. And I'm not saying 24 hours a day. Now, I pray when I'm driving, but my eyes are open. I'm, you know, I mean, I do those kind of, when I feel the urge to pray, if I wake up, and I pray. But there are too many times I think we hide things And we are feeling everything's okay. And if you don't feel that everything is okay, deep down, if God's telling you that, then something, something, something's got to change. And you got to allow God to do the change because if you're going to try to do it on your own, you're going to fail. It's the new year and people always have that resolution. I'm going to read the Bible every day. I'm going to pray every day. Because it's that kind of thing. It's a good time to reevaluate ourselves. But I'm telling you, you got to. To stay strong in Christ, you've got to. You've got to speak the word. So let's look at this. Keep looking. And it says, as we get ready to close, if you're a listener and you hear the word and you just let it go here and out here and you don't act on what you hear, Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror. They walk away and two minutes later have no idea who they are, what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse, not a whole lot of Christ, just a glimpse. Whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye, and he sticks with it, is no distracted scatterbrain. I always say, Thank you, God, I'm not a scatterbrain. <laughs> I can see a glimpse. But is a man or a woman of action? We're going to sing a song called I Surrender. It's a chorus from Hillsong. I can't even remember the group that sings. But it basically says, God. And it, took, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for us to be human enough to admit that we, we don't have it all. I get up every day, some days, and I go, you know what, God, I don't, I don't have it I don't have it. I messed up. I messed up. God says, you know what? Surrender everything. You're hurt. My brother, I'm going to tell him to get on the website and hear this. Because he needs to know that God, Christ hasn't left Christ has not left you this morning. He's not left your family this morning. He's not going to leave you, but He is asking you to be open and honest and go. I don't have it, God. I need you to. Sur- I need to surrender. I need you to. Su- I need to surrender my heart. I need to surrender, and I need to get in the Word, and I need to hear what you've got to say. Because you've got so much better for me. So I'm going to have you stand. I'm not going to interrupt the song. We're just going to sing. If you want to come, you can come. If you want me to pray with you, you can raise your hand. Somebody else can come and pray with someone. If you want to pray for where you're at. But this is the close of the service. If you walk out of here. And you've heard the word and it goes from one ear to the other. It's like a person looking in the mirror and going, you know what? I forgot what I looked like. Don't go there. Life is too short for you to walk out and not take a moment and look at your reflection. So we're going to stand and I'm going to pray. And we're just going to begin to sing. Lord, we come to you today. My heart hurts. For those that I come across that believe deep down that they are on the right path but they don't even know who you are I ask that you search our souls you open up our hearts and if we have anything that needs to be surrendered to you Father we do we surrender everything we can become in your image, the image of Christ that loves us and has given us salvation. 2 Corinthians 3:17, 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with every increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Romans 15:4 says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures you might have hope Father we just want to thank you for your word I ask that every person in this place knows today that they have hope continue to walk with us go with us any girl.